Burnout among physicians and other healthcare providers has been a major concern in the medical field for years, but during the pandemic it reached an all-time high. And now many organizations are looking to new tools and technologies in order to alleviate some of that burnout. I'm Jay Carlisle Larson, and this is Just Healthcare Daily. It's Monday, January 8th. Thanks so much for joining us. Some of the tools being tested by organizations are powered by artificial or augmented intelligence. AI tools have, of course, been around for years, and many forms have already been deployed in healthcare settings. But as more providers point to administrative work as being one of the main contributors to their burnout, some organizations are looking at AI tools to ease that workload. One organization is the Permanente Medical Group, which includes 10,000 physicians in the Kaiser Permanente enterprise. TPMG recently started piloting a new ambient AI scribe that assists physicians with their clinical note-taking. On today's episode, I'm joined by Dr. Christine Lee. She's the Associate Executive Director of Virtual Medicine, Technology and Innovation at the Permanente Medical Group, as well as a primary care physician practicing in the Bay Area. We spoke ahead of the holidays about the pilot. As a note to our listeners, per TPMG's contractual agreement with their vendor, we do not name the AI scribe during the interview. Here's our conversation. So, Dr. Lee, why did the Permanente Medical Group want to begin investigating and even piloting an ambient AI clinical assistant? Well, as a primary care physician myself, I deeply understand um, the challenges of desktop medicine time. And what I think about with desktop medicine time is not just sort of the emails that the patients send us, but the time that we spend just sitting at the computer. You know, none of us I don't think went to medical school saying, wow, I hope I get to spend, you know, two hours of time at my computer for every one hour of time of patient face-to-face care delivery. And so this was a fantastic opportunity for us to assist physicians with writing some of their notes. Um, And we hoped it would save them some time. We also hoped that it would just be a much better experience for our doctors and our patients to have more face-to-face time together. We know that the in-basket or desktop medicine work is a primary driver of burnout amongst our, our teams. Uh, and with a primary care you know, shortage of clinicians that the entire nation's facing is something um, that we don't take lightly and that we wanted to address sooner rather than later. So one thing that I do want to point out before we move forward is that throughout our conversation, we will not be naming the AI scribe being piloted uh, due to how Kaiser Permanente and the Permanente Medical Group structure their contracts. But there are a lot of AI scribes in the market today. So how did TPMG decide to go with the one that you ultimately went with for this pilot? And what sort of criteria were you considering? So note quality is absolutely something that is of primary significance. We need the technology to be good enough where our clinicians are not necessarily, you know, needing to edit a whole bunch of things, you know, where it's going to take a lot of time to do that. So note quality is something that we absolutely prize and look at. Um, The ease of usability of the technology. Uh, So if you know, we have to teach our, you know, 10,000 physicians how to jump through 
17 hoops to use the technology, then that's, <clears throat> that's not great. So it needed to be easy enough. It needed to be accurate enough. And those are the, the main two things that we used in, in thinking about which vendor might we go with. There's also another question about, you know, the use of our data with the technology. Is our data gonna be training the model for the future or for other uses? And so that was another consideration that we put in place. What sort of questions did you ask vendors about how that data could possibly be used? Um, I imagine that other healthcare providers are grappling with this same question. So just as a peek behind the curtain, how did TPMG uh, grapple with this as part of the decision-making process? Yeah, that's a great, that's a really great question. Um, for me, it's about patient privacy um, and making sure that our data is secure. And you know, another question we asked was if, you know, do you need our data to train your model? So I really need, uh, what I was looking for for TPMG was um, a model that was reasonably well trained already where we would not have to put our patient's data um, in to make it work. And that was definitely a, one of the main questions that you know we asked of all of all of the different vendors in the space because we did do a broad survey. It's important to note that this is a relatively new pilot. It only began in the fall, but the Permanente Medical Group is ten thousand physicians deep. How have you all managed the rollout of this scribe so far? Oh yeah, this is actually one of the most fantastic aspects of our ambient AI scribes. And so it's really more of a pull and not a push. And so a lot of times you, um, when there are new technology developments, uh, people will say, why are you doing this to me? And instead, this was a pull. Literally, our providers just saw a little app-like looking thing appear on their phone. We did a couple of weeks of super user training, and we made sure during that super user training to include people who are not necessarily like the most technically skilled folks. And they became part of the vocal group to help us spread the word, essentially. Uh, we made some quick a quick video. We made some quick job aids, you know, knowing people um, absorb and learn in different, in different ways. Uh, and we just let it go. And we rolled this out in less than a month or so. And it spread like wildfire. In all adoption of technology, there's always sort of the Maven group you know, um, but this one, I cannot believe it. It is literally the quickest spread of technology um, and the quickest adoption of a new technology that I've seen in the medical group ever. As you mentioned at the beginning of our conversation, you're a primary care physician and you're duly familiar with the desktop work that goes into providing care. Um, and I'm curious how other physician specialties have also adopted and used this AI scribe technology. Yes, absolutely. Um, ambient AI scribe is listening to all, all the conversations and then summarizing it into a clinical note. And so not only is this applicable to primary care, which is very conversational, you know, we all know that we get our patients that come in with the list of 20 things that they want to talk about, or the worried parents coming into pediatrics, but, you know, really think about like your mental health spaces, you know, any outpatient space is excellent um, candidate to adopt this technology. What we were really surprised and, and uh, pleasantly surprised, I have to say, is that even some of the inpatient spaces are using the technology as well, specifically in ER. That's amazing. Um, the mental health adoption rate has been also fantastic. If you think about it, you might have 
a 45 minute or an hour long conversation with your mental health provider. And for all of that to be captured and summarized into the note where you don't have to remember every single detail is truly amazing. You mentioned that this pilot was more of a pull rather than a push. So what have you heard so far, uh, both positive and maybe even negative, from physicians about utilizing this ambient AI scribe? Oh, sure. People were genuinely surprised at the ability of the technology um, to appropriately filter the conversation from a transcript into a clinical note. And I think people have just been blown away by that. So a lot of times when I'm in clinic, you know, I've been with my patients for, you know, a couple of decades and they're telling me about their kids and their dog or their cat or whatever else is going on, Merry Christmas and whatnot. And the technology has the ability to literally filter all of the non-relevant, non-clinical content out of the conversation and summarize it into a note that I would have had to type on my own. And and that's been really fantastic. The scribe is filtering out that non-relevant, non-clinical information uh, that the provider doesn't need to edit out on the back end before putting it in a clinical note or an EHR. What kind of time savings are you seeing so far then, even though you're still early in the pilot? So what we're seeing from our early data is that the average amount of time being saved um, per day is about an hour per day. And that's the average. We have outliers that are saving multiple hours of the day. And all of that time is reinvested in that patient relationship, in that face-to-face interaction and contact with the patient. Um, and we know, hey, we all, we all want to have more patients. We all want to have a growing membership. Uh, and Uh, The PCP relationship with the patient is often, you know, uh, the most cited reason why patients decide to stay wherever they're going to stay. So anything we can do to reinvest back into that relationship and to um, have our our doctors connected with our patients uh, is a fantastic thing. And And even the patients have been telling us how much they enjoy the technology. Though the pilot seems to be going relatively well in its earliest months, with any sort of technology rollout, there may still be an abandonment rate. Uh, Do you have a sense so far as to what that abandonment rate is? And what have you heard from physicians and clinicians who maybe so far haven't actually found the AI scribe helpful? So I can't speak specifically to the abandonment rate, but we know it has to be there. or anecdotally, I can say like for the doctors that I, you know, because I ask everybody that I come across, have you tried it? Have you tried it? Um, we have in just the space of two months, over a 50% adoption rate of the technology, which is like, un, like amazing, right? In two months, 50% adoption rate. Uh, for the people who have abandoned that I've just anecdotally talked to, it's because the practice setting may not have been the most conducive to with the technology. Um, and so, you know, we've got to think about like, well, how might we, or how could we be able to support you in a similar fashion, you know, with your practice. So places where I am so far finding out, and of course, this is only our experience, um, hospitalists work, uh, maybe it's a little bit less, uh, relieving in terms of, in terms of that, uh, where we're really seeing the most uptake is in all of primary care mental health, uh, the ER, and then medical subspecialties. Let's talk about the patient experience. Uh, Patients, according to some surveys, 
are still a little wary about how technology like uh, ambient AI or AI more broadly can be used in healthcare settings. And as you mentioned, many specialties are using this tool as part of the pilot, including emergency department physicians or mental health providers. And some really sensitive patient information can come out of these interactions or appointments. And I know that Kaiser Permanente and the medical group were keen to have a vendor that didn't keep sensitive information or use it to train their language models. You mentioned that this was a top priority. But I'm curious how physicians from all specialties are communicating with their patients that this is a tool that could be used as part of their visits. Absolutely. So we actually consent every patient before uh, we use the technology. So what we've done is we have a one page, you know, laminated thing that, you know, the medical assistant might hand to the patient uh, while they're waiting for the physician to arrive for the appointment. And then I walk in and I say, oh, I see that you've read this. Is it okay if I use this technology? Um, It will help me to have more time with you, more face-to-face time with you. And shockingly, I mean, I'm shocked even, um, there are very few declinations by the patients of the technology use. Uh, And they love having more of the face-to-face time with the doctor. Um, You know, even in some accounts, patients are like, wow, you guys are on the cutting edge. You know, like, this is amazing. Though artificial intelligence isn't new, we're definitely at this inflection point in healthcare where there's more interest in it and more adoption of the technology, not just in ambient AI, but other forms as well, maybe, you know, diagnostic or otherwise. Um, But I'm curious, since we are in these early-ish days of sort of widespread adoption, what sort of best practices have you developed as you're learning this technology? You know, we're really evaluating it on multiple levels. It's not just one thing that we're looking at or one metric that we're looking at to say, hey, is this a good match for us and for our patients uh, to deliver the best care that we can? And so it's not just looking at, oh, how much time was saved, you know, documenting, you know, or, or having on desktop medicine. It's also the patient and clinician satisfaction and joy in the technology. Uh, this is, you know, especially, you know, after and through the pandemic, physician burnout levels and clinician burnout levels have reached all time highs. Uh, and desktop medicine is the number one cited reason why. So by serving our teams to say like, hey, how much do you like this? Is this something that you think we should invest in? Is this something that's helping you in your practice? And just reading the comments that come back uh, from both our clinicians and patients, it's like a, it's it's practically a no brainer. Um, I have uh, physicians uh, on our team that were about ready to leave and literally verbatim comments of now I don't have to leave. This is finally something that is helping me in my practice that I actually feel on a day-to-day basis. I have other comments um, from uh, physicians uh, saying uh, that this is a life-changing innovation, a life-changing innovation. When we look at and think about pajama time, so pajama time, the time that we all spend on the desktop late into the evenings after dinner with our kids or whatever, that's where we're seeing the reductions um, in time. And that is so impactful to the lives of our of our team, to the lives of our um, physicians, they are able to 
have that much needed time to work even on their own wellness or to work on whatever they want to work on their family themselves whatever it is it's there it's we're giving them that time back and in that way reducing a lot of the clinician burnout that we're seeing associated with desktop medicine You've heard from clinicians and physicians that having a tool like this in their toolkit has given them back a lot of personal time and that it's really helped to address burnout, even in the earliest days of this pilot. For a hospital executive or administrator listening to our conversation, what do you think they should take away from what you've learned and observed so far? Yeah, and it's super important, I think, that that is the exact focus. Our focus uh, at the Permanente Medical Group is not to try to say, hey, let's shove 10 more patient appointments in per day because now you have this productivity tool. That is not the focus of what we're trying to do. We are directly trying to address burnout uh, and we are directly trying to address the patient care experience. That's what matters to us. And it could be tempting, right? You could see how people would say, oh, well, you saved an hour a day. That's at least three more appointments per unit or whatever. But that's really not what our focus is. Our focus is on, you know, retaining our teams and not only retaining our teams, this is a recruitment measure as well. You know, there's a lot of competition out there for excellent clinicians. Uh, and if we can have this as a tool in our, in our toolbox, Uh, It makes us look even more attractive um, as a great place to work and deliver patient care. That was Dr. Christine Lee. She's the Associate Executive Director of Virtual Medicine, Technology and Innovation at the Permanente Medical Group, as well as a primary care physician practicing in the Bay Area. She joined me to talk more about TPMG's new artificial intelligence scribe pilot and its impact so far on physician workload and burnout. This is Just Healthcare Daily. I'm Jake Carlisle Larson. Thank you so much for listening. If you like the show, please leave us a rating or a review. It helps other listeners find the program. We'll be back with healthcare business and policy news updates tomorrow, as always, in 10 minutes or less. You can check out more insights on healthcare business and policy news at gisthealthcare.com. You can also get these insights emailed directly to your inbox when you subscribe to our newsletter, The Weekly Gist. The Gist Healthcare Daily Podcast is an independent production of Gist Healthcare, a Kaufman Hall company.